Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And I didn't bother to break out the music tonight because there was no need for music, no need for the intro, no need for any of that. And I'm your boy, Doug Bose, joined by Ed Vedder. Ed, how you doing? Well, tired, I guess. Ed's very depressed, ladies and gentlemen. He did not get to see the end of the game. His computer took a dump. Nice big old healthy on him when it mattered the most, I guess. Luckily, it was preseason. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, let's just back up for now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid to share with everybody what I posted in the LA channel. And uh, let them tell them. I said this to them. I said, as a team, we've got to be excited. A generic playbook, total opposite of what we do. Same on offense. Orlando is without question owned by one of the league's best owners. And we went punch for punch. A five ability running back got off. Again, generic playbook. I'm beyond stoked because with our real playbook, I know it's going to get nasty. And I had posted that when we were down, I think it was 35-24. So, yeah. I won't argue with that statement. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic with it. I mean, I have no complaints. It's a generic playbook. Uh, everybody knows about the generic playbooks. We were going to cover the first four games that have taken place so far and what have you. So, yeah. yeah. Let's get into it. You can break it down, and then I'll add my two cents to it. <laughs> my two cents. Is that all you're worth today, two cents? It's all I'm worth today. It's a cliche thing, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get into these. I didn't get a chance to write down much of the numbers for our game. You guys just seen it. If they didn't, tough shit. Uh, <laughs> Louisville NYC took place, obviously, before any of them. It was a 17-6 game. Uh, that being stated, uh, we had Louisville with 288 total yards to NYC's 199. Now, again, we can't emphasize enough. These are generic playbooks. Uh, Armstrong and Ritter got the scores for the Wolfpack. Randolph, for NYC, was all over the place that night. That boy had 11 tackles. So I can only imagine what he's going to do with a real playbook. Unless the the generic playbook made him look like a stud. Who knows? Uh, They held Overstreet to 70 yards, I think it was, 72 yards. Um, But all in all, I think that was a good defensive struggle that game. What did you think about that one? Oh, it was a a damn good game. Uh, I know... uh... At first, some people were confused because they couldn't find uh, Dede Ritter because he was 47 last year. Now he's 48. So I was like, He had a birthday. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. It's not really. It, even, you know, even my boys were like, Where's he at? He's not there. I'm like, oh, Hold on. And then he scored, and I'm like, There he is. So and, like, then oh, I think it was, and I think it was right after he scored, your boy said, Okay, he can keep 48. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yep. So. 
Yeah, but that yeah, game, I liked it. It was, it was a good game. Uh, I what it is. And like I, like you have already said, and we're going to say all night long, these are gen, these were they're going to be generic playbooks in all these games. So what these teams do, honestly, I, nobody should really care. It's just a chance to get to see you know your guys in action and what's going on. It, it doesn't really doesn't mean a whole lot, uh, right? You know, so guys need to quit freaking out in the chat during the games. Go, oh my god, it sucks! Or, this guy's just <laughs> relax, guys. It's a generic playbook. So it, it, it's coming. The real stuff is coming. But at least this way, you can see, you know, if your guy is going to be where he's supposed to be on a certain play. If your guy's going to screw up with me. So, but yeah, so far, all the games have been pretty good. You know, right. So we'll see. Yeah, and that was a, as we were saying, Louisville NYC, I thought that was a very good defensive struggle. Uh, I know NYC didn't do as much as they'd like to do offensively, but I think their defense looked a lot more sound, a lot more impressive, even though, again, generic playbooks, we can't say this enough. Uh, I think they're going to do a lot better than last year. Louisville, I think, is going to be Louisville. They showed a lot of dangerous, dangerous stuff in that game. I mean, Funk threw for like over 200 yards in that game, and he's going to be ridiculous like usual. But uh, I don't know. Somebody's got to, you know, maybe flip him a little something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know the whole how all that goes, but right. Well. A couple nights ago, we'll get to the next game while we're at it. So we're just going to quickly run through these last four halfway through these uh, training camp battles. The TCBs. First time I saw the TCB posted, by the way, on the website, I was like, TCB, who's taking care of business? Then I realized what it meant. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Dallas took on Queen City. Dallas pulled that one off 23-20, which was a hell of a good game. I enjoyed that one a lot. I I was excited to see the new uniforms for both teams. Uh, I'm just I'm a huge fan of the uniforms that Queen City's wearing. I liked them last year, and I think they're even better now. The white helmet is so much better to make uh, that logo pop so much more. You you know me, you know me, my green and white. So yeah, uh, as far as Dallas, I saw during the game Fifty Shades of Grey, and you know, let's face it, there's all kinds of different shades in oil when they're doing it. I guess my hell up on that. I don't know, but uh, nonetheless. That being stated, uh, me being a Raiders fan, uh, you know me, I was sitting there looking at that uniform and looking at the colors. Yeah, I would do this or or I would do that. Uh, The one thing I did like on that uniform the most is the helmet. I do think the helmet sharp as can be. I like the double-colored stripe. The freaking logo popped. But, uh, yeah. But, again, uniforms mean nothing. It's what's going on on the field. So let's get to that. Uh, I'll I'll give my take on the uniform. Okay. I understand where he was going with it, and the color is working for what he wants to do. The only thing I have a problem with is I don't like that logo. I don't think the logo goes with what he's trying to do. But yeah. other than that, I, I I can see the concept and what he's doing with it, and I, I like it. It's just I don't like. Yeah. I just don't like that logo. I think he, there should have been a better logo for him. And I'm going to be biased towards it because of the colors, but. Uh... <laughs> But uh, in that game, uh, we had a lot of offense in that game. That game had 361 yards and 354 yards of offense, respectively. Queen City had more yards. 
Dallas had 325 passing and only 36 on the ground. Mike Davis, the number two draft pick overall, couldn't find any kind of daylight. Uh, Queen City, Haynes, the number one draft pick, ended up with 66 yards. So neither one of the rookies were able to get going. So I'm sure they'll be getting their asses moving come the regular season. But uh, the thing that stands out to me the most is not the passing yards, not the receiving yards or any of that. It was the four wide receiver set from Dallas. We got to see it very, very briefly. And I'm going to say it here. I don't know if anybody caught it, but when I seen it line up, it was a very few plays. It looked nasty for them. They're going to eat people up if he can execute the right plays. I'm, I'm predicting that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, once it's out there, you know, that first week of the season and see what he does with it. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, wow. And uh, with that running back, I don't know what he did with him. I don't remember how many abilities are on him or any of that stuff. But at the end of the day, if he can get that running game going behind them four wide receivers, the uh, East, I believe it's the East, they're going to have their their hands full. Louisville, Carolina, Cleveland, they're going to have to deal with him. And he, he he's going to be a threat. And and as far as to take nothing away from Queen City, because Queen City is going to clearly be not just the team to beat in their division, but the team to beat regardless. I mean, after all, they are Queen City. And I seem to have a habit of referring to OKC as Queen City, so. <laughs> Eventually you'll figure it out. I can't believe I did that that day. But whatever. I had to put yeah, a dollar got a call. in the pot. Nice. Got a call already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say we got uh, AJ Pick 6, Allen JD, Mighty RX, Warrior J32, the Grand Poopa X Factor. Uh, guess 6, 7, 8, 9, no idea who they are. So if they'd let us know who they are, that'd be great. And West North Carolina, W North Carolina's on the call here in a minute. Uh, I'll bring them on just in one second. Uh, but I want to mention this. Dallas won 23-20. Queen City missed a field goal in that game. So, obviously came back to haunt them. But real quick, let's get into that OKC uh, Sioux Falls game. 20-10. to 10. Uh, 256 total yards for, for OKC. And Sioux Falls had 194 yards. Beasley had a huge run in that game. Looked pretty good considering a lot of people were questioning that move. He had 87 yards and the score. I'd take that all day with a two-ability silver running back who's been a wide receiver his whole career. And uh, that being stated, Brewski was held to 43 yards. Still can't seem to get him going. Red Feather looked sharp. Ty Rudy threw, what was it, 7, 8, 9, 12, 87 interceptions. Yeah, uh, he's going to have to get that fixed, which, again, generic playbook. So that there in itself is probably going to help it. But the one thing that stood out to me was, both these owners told me personally they needed to get linebackers to improve their defenses. And both of them had linebackers lead the teams in tackles when Kirk Marquez had eight and Robert Taco Bose had uh, also had eight for uh, OKC. So, you know, that was a good battle with that. And it was good for those two because they're in the same division, which is in our division, along with Minneapolis. So it was kind of cool to see two mm-hmm. guys we're going to have to go up against play at the same time. But uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to this. If not, we'll get uh, North Carolina on the call. No idea who it is. Uh, 
So yeah, let's let's get them on the call. Let's see who it is. Uh, let's see. All right, whoever's from West W North Carolina, whatever this says, you're on this. That's who we got. You know it's Alan G D. Uh guys. Oh I good lord, I knew it was gonna be Alan. <laughs> I just want to congratulate y'all on y'all's win. Even though it's a scrimmage, uh, I thought it was a very clutch game. Um, the AI actually did what I think y'all wanted it to do. Even though the two-point conversion was a total disaster, uh, the onside was recovered. And also, I just want to say, at least I didn't have to look at uh, deviled eggs or green beans as uniforms and look at great uniforms tonight. Uh, Y'all put some very good textures on them. Even Orlando, those look sharp tonight. I believe those were the best uniforms so far this season. I mean, not knocking anybody down, but I really love the way y'all did y'all's uniforms. Those were the those were probably my top you know ones I saw so far, um, but but the real thing is uh, how how do you, how do you feel even though it was a scrimmage a a win no matter what how does it feel to mock out a playoff team from last season? Uh, considering it was a generic playbook, I'm not excited for that at all. I'm. I'm looking at it fairly, honestly, generic playbook. I'm not sitting here, yay, we won, because I want to know what we can do when it matters, when it counts, when it's what we put in our hard work. But what I was looking at tonight is the speed of players, the reaction time of players, whether they're in the right spots when they should be, regardless of what play was getting called, and, of course, any error that may have been discovered. And that's what I was looking for tonight. The only yeah. thing you can really probably tell from the generic playbook stance is the overall of what your players are capable of doing. I mean, as in star-wise. I mean, is this certain player going to do this? That's what uh, we're going to be doing against Minneapolis. Because I say if there was a user playbook involved Tuesday, it could be CAG Bowl, I mean, SFL Bowl material. But, I mean, it's going to be a watered-down generic playbook, and I'm not expecting a a great game as it would be either involved. But Tuesday's game, I'm really excited. I mean, it feels like, yes, it's a scrimmage, but it's, for me, it feels like more because I'm playing my former team as in my character. Right. And... It's it's really exciting. I mean, it feels like I'm doing a true TV. I mean, I wish Cam would be able to call the games. I mean, even though they're you know messed up. Right. But also, before I leave off here, because uh, I know y'all probably want to get some more callers in. Okay. Um. I know. I know y'all just bursted into the offer community scene and the sim community, and. Also, Doug, before I go, I needed to congratulate you from last night. Okay. Uh, but first of all, and I know probably a lot of people have seen my post and everything, how do y'all feel on the new story around the Canadian football 17 coming out next year? 
for the sim community because we're looking at possibly the first, well, besides Backbreaker, the first title besides Madden on the Xbox One besides Madden is a sim football game. And I just want to know what y'all's intake on that, and it should the sim community support them, even though the Backbreaker, yes, there was a game, but it was basically a commercial failure in my books. How do y'all feel about the sim community should actually be supporting that, even though the fiasco over the Joe Montana last year, and this could possibly be the biggest one that's actually not a rumor and a confirmed Xbox One game. And also, Doug, I want to congratulate you. Last night in our little scrimmage, even though he was playing bronze receivers, your your passing game, your short passes were very, very good. And I want to congratulate you on practicing as your plays, and you're, you're getting better. And I just wanted to let you know. Uh, other than that, y'all have a great night. All right, buddy. Thanks. All for right. In. Thanks. Now, now, of everything he asked, what do you want to attack first? Well, let's go with the the Canadian Football League game. I say we, I say support it. I mean, you, you almost you have to, you have to support it. You have to try to get something else out there besides just Madden. Because if not, Madden's never going to change anything. They're never going to do anything. They're just going to say, you know, hey, let's, well, we'll change this, we'll change it, and everybody be happy. And that's basically what's been happening year after year. If they get a little more competition out there, then they're going to have to say, oh, shit, we got to step up, or they're going to buy this. So I well, say support this. And in the competition statement, hopefully the game is worth putting in that sentence to be honest, because mm-hmm. if the game sucks, what can we do? I yep. can't give that game an honest opinion until I actually see it. All I've seen yeah. is still photos. I've not seen any game action. All I hear is what's being said. It's just like every year we hear with Madden. Oh, it's this and it's that. And then when we actually get to see it, it's like, you, you yeah. were saying, what? Yeah, let's see it. Now, exactly. as, for, as for the game itself of Canadian football. I'm a big Canadian football fan. I've been a huge Edmonton Eskimos fan since the 90s, early 90s. And, I mean, I I love the concept of the Canadian Football League. And if the game fits and works and someone were to put that into a sim game, it could be very interesting how that would work. I know one guy who would love that, and that's T-Pat, because you're going to throw the ball like crazy there. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, you don't want to run too much in that league. You know what I mean? So he'd, he'd be right at home. You know? So if he was in the league, I'm in. I ain't playing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, uh, who is it? Uh, I watched him last week because uh, I'm getting back in the Canadian League again, watching it all the time now. Uh, somebody had a running back. He's like 6'2", 6'3". 260 pounds, and he's, I mean, he just moves like a cat. I mean, this guy is just phenomenal. I'm like, oh, my God. What? And his name's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, he's a beast, man. I mean, they just let this guy loose, and he, I mean, nobody, they just can't stop him. I'm like, wow. Oh, what is that guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, I totally forgot his name, but I just, 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's like the tip of my you tongue. Remember I'm just trying to think who it is because I'm trying to remember all the uh, running backs in there, like Terrell Sutton for the Alouettes. And, I'm, and the thing is, I might say his name. I forget which one it is right on the top of my tongue. Uh, Shakir Bell from the Eskimos, C.J. Gable, Tiger Cats, John Corners from the Stampeders, uh, Jerome Meesum from the Rough Riders, Jeremiah Johnson's with the Red Blacks, Cameron Marshall's with the Blue Bombers, Brandon Whitaker's with the Argonauts, and Andrew Harris is with the Lions. I just don't remember which one it is. It's Meesum. <laughs> now that you said it, it's Meesum. Meesum from, the, from the Rough Riders. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's just a monster. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just named all the starting running backs in the Canadian Football League. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy Apes is having problems getting the audio going. That sucks. There's been a few people that have had problems. It it happens here and there. And it seems like we can't win because we've had experiences with talk shoe and blog talk radio, and we've gone back and forth over the years. Yes, we have. More than the other. And the reason, the run reason why we've gone with TalkShoe is because we ain't got to pay. On Blog Talk, you get a half hour, and then you got to pay for more. Well, here we can talk for four or five hours, and no one cares. So we stayed. The one thing I liked on Blog Talk was you could download audios. You could download commercials and everything else. And the best way I've been able to play audios and commercials to actually play the thing and then hold my phone up to the speaker to actually, you know, so you can hear it. Hey, but it works. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and and we're we're going to have fun. And all I know is we just had a game, and I don't mean we as in our team. I mean we as a league just had a game. Half of these training camp battle games are done. We have four more to go. After the last one of the bunch, we are going to go in the air again. I'm letting everybody know who didn't see it, hear it, whatever. On the 21st, my dad's birthday, may he rest in peace. Uh, and I said that during the game, David Lee was my dad's first and middle name. That's why we named the fullback that. And we've named the defensive tackle, correct? After your grandfather yes. passed away. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, tomorrow, D.C. is at Cleveland. I'm stoked for that one because Eric's. Not shutting the hell up, Eric, for those of you who are unaware, Eric with an A, is Stevie T. Diggs. He's completely ecstatic about this season. It's not even funny. Now, my son's now the starting running back for Cleveland, so it's like, wow. Uh, the 19th, which is Tuesday, Houston's at Minneapolis, and Alan already touched on that because his player's now in Houston, and it's gone back home. So, yeah, uh, the 20th, which is my birthday, Santa Fe's at Tallahassee. And then Thursday, Carolina's at Baltimore. Uh, four good matchups. I can't wait to, you know, for any of these. It's going to be fun to watch these games. But uh, once that game's over on Thursday, we hit the air again. I'm letting everybody know again. If you do not want to call in or cannot call in, we are asking you to submit it to me or to Ed on Slack. Send us a private message. Uh, I think on there it's called direct messages. Either way whatever term you want to use, send us your picks. We'll announce your picks on the air. And when we say your picks, we want your prediction of the order of finish in the divisions. Who will finish first, second, third, fourth? And if you've got the guts, your playoff predictions all the way to the championship game. 
I did my predictions based off team build, and it has since changed, and I'm sure it'll change again following these four games. But I had Baltimore going to the championship game against Minneapolis and taking the title. So, yes. What is your thoughts on those next four taking care of business games? Oh, I mean training camp battle games. Uh, well, I'm going to say it again, you know, because we can't stress it enough. Generic playbooks, generic playbooks, generic playbooks. Might as well say it one more since there's four games. All right, generic playbooks. All right, there we go. (laughs) Guys need to just relax and just watch the games and enjoy them. I mean, it's, it's SFL, guys. You know, we're getting closer. You know, the guys behind the scenes are doing everything they can to get things up and running, get this new season going, and, you know, can't come up with this idea, you know, to do this, to, you know, get us to start watching a little bit and just wanting more. So then by the time the season starts, you know, we're all going to be drooling all over the place wanting football. So, but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what these teams look like with these generic play uh, playbooks, you know, uh, especially with uh, uh, Minneapolis. You know, he, right. he's got he's got the two defensive ends. Are, is this, you know, is the generic playbook going to use these things or are they just going to stand around, you know, and look like a bunch of idiots? You know, and so... <laughs> We'll see. Yes. I think they're all going to be – if they're anything like the, the last four, should be fun. No doubt about it. Right. And I want to touch on ours here real quick. Parker, absolute monster. That boy's got five abilities, and we've seen it all training camp long. No team can get off on the running game. No team. I, I'd have, Like I said, I have to double-check what it was that we did rushing tonight. Uh, I don't know if I have it right here in front of me or not, but, uh, yeah, I don't. But Parker went for, what, 7,612 yards here tonight. But uh, going into tonight, the best running game was Sioux Falls, who had 87 yards, and that was with a converted wide receiver. The rushing totals by teams were 72, 54, 66, 36, 43, and, as I said, 87. And this guy did what he did. That makes me step back and say, whoa, that one extra ability, because some of these teams only had two, three ability running backs. He's all the way up to five. Can completely put him into beast mode, and he is clearly, without a doubt to me, as long as he does what he needs to do with his running game, Parker's going to be the freaking MVP. And Chisholm's having a problem with the audio. This sucks. Hopefully Chisholm's got his audio refixed. He left the chat. He's back in the chat. Hopefully he gets it fixed down. I don't know what's going on. And we got Chris Davis in the chat as well now. Several guys have been posting, oh, I can't hear you, I can't do this, and then... Oh, he's at his back. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that. And then also from our game, Macho Fog. Everybody was getting excited about Macho Fog because he had 1,400 receptions tonight. Uh... That guy, ladies and gentlemen, is the one that we signed uh, to replace Elijah Bishop. So he inherited Elijah Bishop, so to speak, per the rules on how that all works. So uh, 
you know, and he and if I'm not mistaken, he's uh at at MF 1984 on Slack. So he got the the Elijah Bishop build, but he had 11, 12 catches tonight, which is absolutely awesome. So yeah, that was the best. And like I said, not just because it's our game, without a doubt, the best training camp battle that I've seen so far. Uh, but I want to run this out. This has nothing to do with the games. This has everything to do with the league. If you have not done it yet, I want everybody right now go to www.cafepress.com slash simulationfl and buy your L.A. Sharks gear or, or some other team if you're that stupid. But buy your team's gear today. Do it now. Right now. We'll wait. Are you doing it? <laughs> I like it. Hey, we have a drinking like glass. It. We finally have the drinking glass in our shop. And I don't know if they figured it out, but I'm seeing baseball. I'm seeing baseball caps now in the shop. Oh. Okay, now I have to definitely order some. You know me, I like my baseball caps. Yes, I'm checking it out. I would have ordered the drinking glass had it been in the shop to begin with. Instead, I got a color-changing, non-color-changing mug. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. After people are sitting out there now going, what? What did he say? (laughs) Uh, My birthday is on the 20th, ladies and gentlemen. So if you could be ever so kind, you can order me something from the shop. You know, and if there was a thong, you could order that for me too. But there is no thong, and I do tell you right now, Cafe Press does offer a thong. It's just not there. Uh, that white value, that value T-shirt. It's white, twelve ninety nine. You know, that's actually the shirt I was going to order, but they didn't have it in fat guy size. They have now since added to four X, and that's that's exactly what I would need a four X. You know, because I'm a fat piece of shit. But that's the shirt I need. That's the one I have to get. I have to put that on. So my goal is to somehow try and get that in time for the season, but we will see. Cody at Cool Cannon, he ordered the uh, sleeveless tee, sent pictures and posted them. Looks sharp. And I was glad to hear that he said they're not ironed-on logos, which is amazing. Good stuff. It's high-quality material. So they look good. So, again, cafepress.com slash simulationfl. Get your SFL gear today, ladies and gentlemen. I just did an infomercial. That sounds almost professional. I need to get paid for that. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody needs to pay something. <laughs> Checking out these uh these hats because yeah, I when Cam had posted, I don't know if anybody had seen it, but he had posted said the sizing of the logos. He's exactly right because I've used Cafe Press for a store that I use for J.P. McKesky High School where I'm at with football, and. The size of the logo on the hat was just so horrible. I mean, it was like the size of a freaking aspirin lid. It would be ridiculous when it came out. I mean, well, I mean, it's probably a little bit bigger than that, but still, yeah, you don't want that on a hat. But uh, I actually was going to go to Lids at the local store here and get the logo printed onto a hat, but uh, they said I have to make sure it's not copyright this, that, and the other. Well, since it's in the game. I don't know if they can find the copyright anywhere, but then if they don't, I just might do it that way. But, uh, yeah, baseball caps, drinking glasses, stickers for your car, tile coasters, golf balls, lunch totes, barbecue aprons, for God's sakes, shot glasses for you drunks out there, um, baseball jerseys, water bottles. I know uh, T-Pat ordered a water bottle for the for the Mullers store. 
Uh, there's even a watch. It's a sharp-looking watch, actually. All kinds of T-shirts, keychains. Order your stuff today. And not only are you getting cool gear of your team, but you're also supporting the SFL. Yeah, 2K owns the rights, but the mine is. Alan, I don't know if Lids is smart enough to find that. <laughs> uh, we now have... Yeah, I won't. I'll stop yelling at him. After all, he did congratulate us on our win here tonight. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, guess 10, 11, 12, 8, 9. Please let me know who you are so I can give you a shout-out. I've given everybody else a shout-out so far because uh, we appreciate your support and listening to the show. Uh, Heck, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was good with it. Can you count to 16? Can you count to 16? I can count to 16, yeah, why? Because that's exactly how many days we are away from the opening night. I don't know if you realize that or not. I did not know that. 16 days and counting. No, I'm just counting down till Monday. So, hey. Counting down till Monday? Heck yeah, brother. What is Monday? Football camp starts. Can't wait. Oh, yeah! You're with the little little guys, fifth graders. Well, I'm 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 with the fifth and sixth grade this year. I was with the little little guy. Now I'm up. So yeah, get to have a little bit more said. fun this year. Well, oh, well. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, before I forget, we mentioned. I want them to go back to the training camp battles. We mentioned the Queen, uh, the uh, Queen City and Dallas looks of the uniforms. We forgot to mention OKC and uh, Sioux Falls. Yes, we did. Um, I will say this. Everybody likes uh, OKC's uniforms much better than last year's. I am i don't. I like the green. I like the yellow. I like the brown. I like the sloppy mess because, to me, it looked like camo-type deal. It looked like it was something you would see a renegade wear uh, with his uh, BOD connections in real life and military connections in real life. To me, it just all worked. It all fit. Uh, when he changed the colors, I'll be honest, I was kind of disappointed. He wasn't the one who went with the silver and black uh, due to, you know, his personal likes in life. Yeah, that team. Uh, yes, go him. Oh. All right, well, uh, guess, yeah. guess nine is, is Frank, you know, the, the SFL lawyer. Yeah. Um, uh, guess 12, not sure who it is, but they – and ask this question. Says, "Hey Doug and Edward, please do not call me Edward. I hate that shit. Uh, <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather run four three and and three four? Uh, I ask everyone on Twitch stream, but I never got your answers. I don't know who who it was. I forget who asked that. I said the four three. Yeah, I like the four three. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. But at the same time, I can make the three four work too. But you know." Well, that's what you ran last year for San Francisco and took the defense from 15 to 8. And during your six weeks as defensive coordinator, your numbers would have been good enough for the second-best defense in the league, but we'll leave that alone. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> numbers not many people are aware of, I'm sure. But back to OKC's uniforms. Uh, still sharp-looking, still good. Uh, it worked better than I thought it was going to work, uh, so kudos to that. Uh, Sioux Falls, I was picking fun at Jason because it looks like they're wearing yellow life preservers around their neck because, quite honestly, it does. 
But the helmet is without a doubt freaking sharp as can be. I love the contrast of the yellow and the silver with the black. It looks really good. Okay, guest guest twelve is uh, Mr. Davis. Mr. Davis. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm I don't know. I'm still I don't know if I like okay so these new units. I don't know. I kind of like the old ones to go along with the concept of the name and all. You know, they kind of. I think it went better. Yeah. I mean, that's just me. I mean, maybe other people think that, but. And I remember telling you, the one change if I was him that I would have made, I'd have went back to his roots because he himself told me before he used the current <laughs> logo, he used the Cross Guns logo with the cowboy with the bandana, which I think is a much better looking logo, same concept. <laughs> I'd have went to that logo. I'm sorry. I have to laugh because Mr. Davis just wants to know if he's allowed to call you Douglas. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't like. Not really, Chris. I don't like. I, I don't uh, like the Edward. Never have. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I feel too old if I use my whole name. Like, I should be in a suit. I don't know if there's any suit that would fit me. <laughs> Whatever. But nonetheless, we've seen a lot of different uniforms already this season. And and, and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Um, I'm trying to remember who said it. I'm going to look for it now because they posted this somewhere today. Um, I'm looking for it now. It had something to do with... Okay, it was Slinky Watts who posted this. He is a fullback for the Oklahoma City... Renegades, he posted this statement, man, this shop is killers. So it got me thinking, killers, anyway, so it got me thinking, if everyone could be honest and ignore who you play for and be serious, which team logo would you like to rock on a t-shirt? He personally likes the Vipers, the Sharks, and the Gorillas. So, those of you ain't, you know, figuring out what he's saying, he wants to know of all the logos in the league, picture all 16 logos in your head and all seriousness, whether you like the team, you play against the team, you play for the team, whatever the case may be. Just think about the logo as a logo itself, nothing more, nothing less. Would you actually want to wear that on some gear? Who would you like? Who would you be in favor of? And for me, I've said this to you, Ed, I'm obviously biased towards our logo, but we picked that logo because we liked it, not just because I'm picking it because I like the logo now. It's one of my favorite logos in the all-pro football game. Uh, I love Houston's logo because I told you, and you know this, if that was not taken, that would have been on our short list of options for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I like Queen City's logo because it's a pirate. As a Raiders fan, I love it. I like the Vipers. So, uh, And I know you pretty much concur with most of my picks. So guys are in the chat. You got something? Let's see. Well, Christopher says, oh, Chris, he said crabs, gorillas, vipers. I'm not surprised a lot of people are picking the vipers because it is a very nice one. Warrior J, vipers and dragons. Vipers. I think the vipers is going to end up being the most popular. It's probably oh, yeah. the most popular logo in the Viper, league. Vipers logo is pretty sick. Probably, probably yeah, and to answer your question there, Mr. Davis, about the playbook, 
Would you rather run the West Coast? No, I ain't running the West Coast in nothing. I mean, even when I play Madden, I'll run that damn shit. What do I run in Madden? Oh, yeah. Fucking Whatever. <laughs> I run the read option like crazy to death. You no, Alan. You cannot just pick the Houston Hyenas only. No. You know. Five, Rick. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, West Coast. Just comment on that. He said he's paid too. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna have to make a phone call and find out. Oh man, but the uh, I mean Andy Reid West Coast offense style. Back when they had McNabb, no read option. No, that's why. That's when I said read option to you, Chris, is because the West Coast offense is completely. Against what I do. When I play Madden, like a, you've heard Ed say, a little bit of everything. This is no lie. This is no BS. When you play against me in Madden, all pro football, and Alan, you can attest this because you played me a couple times now. I have no rhyme or reason to my play calling, which keeps you on your toes. You don't know what's coming. Uh, in a game I played against Ed, I'll run the read option on first and ten, and then it could be second and three and I'll throw a freaking deep out, which is completely nonsense considering, considering the circumstances, and you just don't know what's coming. So you're in the wrong formation, the wrong defense, and it's like, what the hell? Uh, no, the read option that I have not discovered on APF. I'm talking when I run. When I'm, the read option I do is on Madden, basically. I run Seattle's playbook a lot on Madden when I play. Uh, Hail Mary in the second quarter. Yes, I did run throw a damn Hail Mary in the second quarter on you. Yes, I did. <laughs> but uh, that is why when I play those games, I'm tough to beat because you don't know what the hell I'm doing because I don't use logical thinking. I basically don't think. I just go with what I know to keep you guessing. So then you can never be in the right set or right formation. I just wish the AI was smart enough to do that in all pro for the SFL because, shit, can you imagine the playbook I could put together? Uh, it'd be nuts no doubt about that imagine if we could do that imagine that'd be the game right there so if anybody listens to Inside the SFL that's a freaking video game maker I challenge you to create a video game where we can use it in the sim world and we can script our plays not just create a playbook literally script our plays we get to pick Based on the circumstance, what plays get called or don't get called based on the situations. You know, or like in the NFL, college, high school, you take the field a lot of times, and your first 10, 15, however many plays, depending on the coach, are already scripted regardless of the circumstance because you want to get a feel. Imagine we could do that. Imagine we could do that. People would have no idea what I'm going to throw at them because, quite frankly, I wouldn't even know. But, uh, yeah. You'd think I'm a drunk coach is basically what it would come down to. <laughs> I am the Skeletor P-Funk of coaching. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. And that's not an exaggeration now, is it? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah. Yeah, he uses yes. What do you Don't mention the week three score, though. What the hell is he talking about? I don't oh, I know about that week. He's talking about the week three score where him and I played in CAG. I will tell you this, Alan, because you're totally unaware of it. My playbook with you when I played you in week three, 
contained of probably about 25 total plays. And I'm talking total plays, offense, and defense, because I've never put my playbook together, and I still really haven't, because I'm still trying to learn the game first, because I don't play it too much. I sim it a lot, though. I ran six or seven sims just today. Ah, yeah, I'm fucking nuts. I have no idea. Chisholm is in the chat. He doesn't call in anymore. For those of you unaware, I've contacted him. I don't know if he got to see my reply. I've contacted him to ask him if he's available on the 21st, see if he wants to come in and be a special guest on the 21st episode and be a third host, if you will, because he's filled in for Ed before and did a great job. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to see if he wanted to be a part of the show that night as one of our guest hosts. Oh, yeah, he's more welcome. And that's an offer to any of you, really. If you want to come in, join us, be a guest host that night, be a part of the thing, and, you know, be a part of that whole situation that night. That'd be awesome. More of you, the better. There you go. He said he didn't see it. Well, now he knows. <laughs> now he's fully aware of it. He heard it here on the air, and I'll let everybody know. By the way, he has a very handsome voice. I believe Alan said put all 6,451 plays in your playbook. No, not hardly. <laughs> but then again, 6,451 plays. With knowing me, I'd probably run all of those inside three weeks. Uh... <laughs> you imagine taking that to high school. There, here's your playbook. Learn it. Yeah, you'd have to talk to all the teachers. Well, by the way, you're, these kids, you need to pass them now because they're clearly going to fail. They're going to let you know a quarter of these plays by the time we hit the third semester. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be insane. That's insane, exactly. That's just nuts. That's just way too many plays. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I want to mention this. J.P. McCaskey High School football team took part in the... uh, 22 push-up challenge. I don't know if any of you are aware of it, but there's a thing called the 22 push-up challenge. It is to raise awareness for the on average of 22 veterans who commit suicide daily. To me, that's unacceptable. Uh, On uh, July 23rd, they're going to be participating in a fine earth adventure challenge, you know, which raises awareness to support these people. Uh, so it's a good cause. Mm-hmm. So basically, you basically you're supposed to just do 22 push-ups every day, so to speak, for this challenge. You know, which is pretty good. So it's totally un-SFL related, but I wanted to throw that out there. No, that's awesome. Okay, Chris just asked, who do you think will be the better QB in 2017, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? Question for everybody. I will let, let you... Ed answer for me. Oh, it's going to be Carson Wentz. <laughs> Sorry, but after watching, going back and watching the films, you know that you can find and watch. Wentz is just a better quarterback, and I can honestly tell everybody now that Doug has been talking about Wentz way before any of these so-called experts have been. Ta- he's been talking to me about him for a couple years now. Watch this kid, watch this kid, watch this kid. I'm like, okay, okay. No. And that was before he what? Started. Yep. Uh, 
not very often you can know about a kid that's a backup somewhere. Uh, and Chris is in the chat, and I was having a good discussion with him earlier uh, about some stuff. And uh, Evan Prout, who is Bobby Treefeather in the SFL, let him know how I am when it comes to talent. And he wanted to know, and you know better than Evan. So if you oh, want to throw out something, you know, you want to rub my ego for me if you don't mind, you can let, you know, Chris know what it, what what he was referring to as far as my ability with this stuff. Okay. Uh, one example is the Alabama running backs over the last couple of years. <laughs> he dug, broke them all down and said, this guy will do this, this guy will do this, this guy will do that. So far, everything he said – has pretty much happened, and he said, uh, "Which guy? Uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Well, where are you going with it? Give me a hint, and I'll tell you his name. Uh, the one who said was going to be the best out of all of them, T.J. Yeldon. Yes, there you go. I can remember Yeldon's freaking name. Slip my mind. Yes." And he said, Yeldon is going to be the best. You know, we still haven't quite seen it yet, but uh, we've got a glimpse of it. So. Hey, and and, and to, to the credit of my statement, to, to, he was put in the worst situation of all of them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, um, let me see. I know I said to you for a fact Richardson was going to be a bust. Yep. Uh, he's mentioning Mark Ingram right now. Mark Ingram, if he's lucky, has been average at best in this league. And I remember distinctly stating he'd be lucky to be average, and he may achieve average, but he will never be a, 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 a major stud in the league, and he never has been. He's had his moments. Uh, I even went as far as to tell you Eddie Lacy will be good in the S- in the NFL. I almost said SFL. Did you hear that? He, he will be good in the NFL. Until his weight catches up to him. I'll be yes, damned he, did. he didn't gain weight. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, everybody loves Khalil Mack. I mentioned Khalil Mack to you as a sophomore. And not many people knew Khalil Mack. And toot freaking toot. Chris, if you want it from this day forward every year. How do you feel about Nelson Aguilar? I'll tell you. I said he was the second best route runner in the game that year behind Cooper. They're not going to be able to see Aguilar's ability because they don't have a quarterback. Let them get a quarterback. Let them get him settled in. In about five years, tops. Aguilar will be one of the best wide receivers in the conference. And if he's lucky, the league. Well, they just got their quarterback. So now the four or five-year period's begun. So there you go. Do you think Mariota will be a bust? No, Mariota will not be a bust, but Mariota will be a quality quarterback in the league. Where did you drop it at? He's not going to be a stud either. Uh, now, as I was saying to you, Chris, if you want, I will take Data. everything okay. I do as far as prediction-wise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and present that to you when it comes to draft. Because Ed here can verify, I completely outpredict the so-called experts like Todd McShay, and Mel Kite, but Junior, every single year. Yeah, he has since, <laughs> I, since I've known him. <laughs> and I talk about players before they do. All the time. He's an Eagles fan, Jordan Matthews. 
Jordan Matthews, Jordan Matthews, God. Jordan Matthews is a product of his own freaking problems. And what I mean by that is he's his own problem. Because I think the kid can be good, but he's just failing himself. If that makes any sense to anybody. Uh, but it is what it is. And then he must talk eagles with me, as if I don't hear enough eagles where I live. And then, but whatever. Now, just for fun, we got three years from 2019, don't we? Or am I not? Yeah. Yeah, this is 16, so, so yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, pick a position. Hmm. Any position? Pick any position. All right. Just because I played it. Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. Okay. He wants to go offensive tackle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to prove a point here. Now, here you go. I'm digging it out. i got to get it out. Here we go. All right. Putting it down. Now, if you can hear me turning my pages, I'm in my notebook. Yes, I have a 2019 mock draft in my in my book because I'm insane. Yeah, he's insane. Okay. 2019. Here's what you're going to see. Here's what you're going to see. You're going to see these people be the hot commodities that year. In no particular order. In no particular order. Okay. Jackson Barton. He's 6'6", 310 out of Utah. Uh, Mitch Hyatt, 6'5", 295 out of Clemson. Orlando Brown, 6'7", 342 out of Oklahoma. Uh, James Daniels, 6'4", 285 out of Iowa. And Toby Weathersby, 6'5", 292 out of LSU. That is my current top five offensive tackles going into the 2019 NFL draft. Again, Toby Weathersby, Orlando Brown, Jackson Barton, Mitch Hyatt, and James Daniels. Those are the five. If you can remember those names three years from now, I guarantee you three, if not all five, will be studs. Not necessarily studs, but stud picks, guys that they want right away. What did he just ask? He says, uh... He accidentally clicked off of it by mistake. He says he would want you to do the top 10 running backs for 2017 and top 10 quarterbacks for 2017. All right, well, here's one thing I will tell you. He said he'll take the top five. Well, here's one thing I'll tell you. When I do my list, I don't include kids who can come out early because you don't know if they're going to come out early. I'm doing kids that I know are going to graduate. So take that when you hear my list. But I'll give you my top five running back, uh, quarterbacks for sure. And they're going to be Cooper Rush from Central Michigan, Seth Russell from Baylor, Joshua Dobbs from Tennessee, C.J. Bedford from Iowa, and Chad Kelly from Ole Miss. And if you do want me to give you the top ten, I can do that. Gunner, uh, Gunner Keel from Cincinnati, uh, Mitch uh, Lidner from Minnesota, Bart Houston from Wisconsin, Wes Lunt from Illinois, and Davis Webb from California. I didn't even have to look. Those are in my head. <laughs> Now, if other kids come out early, you know, if kids come out early, that can completely change those particular players who could come out early. And I know he's already going to be thinking about who those guys are because I know he likes the underclassmen based on some of his comments earlier when it came to running backs and things. You know, you got Luke Falk out of Washington State, uh, Brad Kay out of Miami, JT Barrett out of Ohio State. Uh, Deshaun Watson out of Clemson could barely be the, easily be the number one overall pick because of 6'2", 210, he's an athlete. Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State, 
and you know these guys could come out early. You know, Cooper Bateman out of Alabama, which by the way, all Alabama quarterbacks for the most part once they end of the NFL suck. Go check your history and you'll see I'm not lying. Uh, yeah, but I said uh, Alabama quarterbacks, did I not? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I said to you about a particular Alabama quarterback? Um, you got to give me a name. And everybody's got to know this to be true. If they're in our chat right now, listening to this when it plays back, they're going to know that I'm right when I say this. Okay? That guy being A.J. McCarron. I knew that's where you were going. I told you from jump, I did not care where A.J. McCarron went. He was going to be a starting quarterback in this league and be successful. And before he became a starting quarterback, he would have a chance to shine and become a trade talk. And he's already been mentioned as a hot commodity in trades more than once. Mm-hmm. That kid just needs to get a shot. If anybody can save the Alabama quarterback curse, he's the kid that's going to do it. Because when you go look at it, you say Namath and you say Stable, and then you're like, huh? So, you know, when he started, he was the first Alabama quarterback to start in the NFL in I forget how many years it was. Oh, for quite a while. Yeah, it was quite a while. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is when it comes to him. You know, I try to go in. I go in on these players. Real simple, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't figured it out, I have no life. I'm essentially a loser. Don't really have much going on in life other than being married and having 87 kids. Well, five, to be honest. But still, faith. Five that you know of. Yeah. That you know of. But I live my life by the F's. You know, and Cam's going to hate me for this, but this is where uh, the SFL goes off the track sometimes. I live my life by the S, and that is faith, family, friends, football, Facebook, fingering, fucking, food, and funds. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I apologize now to Mr. Nickens. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but I, I was being I, honest. I should have stopped him before he got going. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, are you yelling at me for my top five or our top ten running backs? Is that what I just seen? I've got to go back to the chat again. Oh, I didn't get oh, yeah. my top ten running backs. Again, Chris, this is my top ten running backs minus, minus the guys who could come out early because, again, I do not include them. Corey Clement is without a doubt number one. He is the number one senior running back in the country, bar none. Nobody can tell me different. No one's ever going to tell me different. He's the guy. Kareem Hunt out of Toledo. If he was at Ohio State, he'd be the number one guy. The kid's an animal. And I have him above Devon Smith out of Michigan. I like Justin Davis, Jihad Thomas. Uh, Jihad Thomas is out of Temple, so he won't get much love. And University of Louisiana Lafayette, Elijah McGuire. San Diego State's Danelle Pumphrey. Uh, Kalfani Muhammad out of Cal. Shock Linwood, who's one of my favorite names, is playing for Baylor. And a kid you will not hear nobody talk about. Out of Coastal Carolina, D'Angelo Henderson. That's my top ten senior Running backs. Now, if you want to talk about guys who may come out that are juniors, I can throw a couple of those guys in there if you so desire me to do, which I'm sure you do. 
and I will throw them out to you and say that it can be all kinds of guys. We'll say Fournette, of course, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. I know you mentioned all those. Me, I would avoid Nick Chubb if my life depended on it because of that injury. Uh -uh. We have to see where he goes. So as of right now, I wouldn't even include him because of that fear. But before the fear, he was good. Uh, Royce Freeman, Oregon. Uh, Samaje uh, Perrine from Oklahoma. Wayne Gauman from Clemson. Uh, Folston out of Notre Dame. James Conner out of Pitt. These are guys who can come out early. Rock Thomas out of Jacksonville State. He's a sleeper guy. Keep an eye on him. Did you mention a uh, kid from, uh, what is it, Lamar? What's that? Did you mention the kid from Lamar? Did I mention the kid from Lamar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Do you remember yeah. him? Do you remember his name? I don't. I remember we were talking about him, and I was like, who, I even ask, who the hell is that? And he's like, see, told you. Nobody's going to know this guy. Come on, you got to remember his name. I can't remember his name. I just remember the college. I remember the small-ass college he goes to. <laughs> Say it again. That was great. Small ass college. He said he ain't run my small ass college. You do not remember his name at all, huh? No, I don't. His name is Cade Harrington out of Lamar, which is in Texas. He will be drafted. You know, so yes. I'm crazy with this stuff. I don't even know why I do this. I must have no life. And here's the mm -hmm. thing, and you can tell these guys. I take this stuff when we play, and I'm going to say that bad word, Madden, and I implement this stuff into how I scout guys in that game, and 95% of the time my draft class seems to be twice as good as yours all the time. Yep. Which so, is just, like, hey. ridiculous. So, yeah, I don't know why that happens. But Cade Harrington plays for the Lamar Cardinals. Okay? Lamar Cardinals. I don't bet you nobody even knew that Lamar was known as the Cardinals. But they do now. <laughs> and it's in Texas. Look him up. I'll see if I can find some highlights on him on YouTube then. Although, Chris Davis, you'll probably beat me to it. Uh, he's going to be good. The, he called him the German guy. Is that what he called him? Oh, Lord have mercy. Did he call him the German guy? I can never say his name right, but I know it's Martz Bowringer. Am I saying that right? I think that's how, yeah. I think I just yep. call him Mobo. Yep, that's what they started calling him at the. They started calling him Mobo. Yeah, freaking Mobo. That's his name to me. Mortz Bowringer. I'm trying to remember how to spell it. M O M O R I. T-Z, M-O-R-I-T-Z, and I think it's B-O-E-H, Ringer, R-I-N-G-E-R, Bo-Ringer. Yeah, he's he's that feel-good story. Uh, he's going to be a one-of-a-kind player, they say. Uh, but he's going to be good. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be a great stud and all that stuff, but he's going to be that kind of guy that teams want on their their roster. He's going to not fail you. He's not the kind of guy you're going to have to worry about. Oh, is he going to be arrested today? Is he going to shoot himself in the leg or whatever some of these idiots do? 
you know, he he's going to be doing the right things. Is there any other questions guys have while we're at this? And anybody want to talk about the fact that Brock Lesnar was flagged for a potential doping violation? Uh, I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Nope, not me either. My God, did he look... Oh, holy crap. Mark he, was all chiseled, he was all chiseled and jacked when he uh, took his shirt off and uh, got weighed in. I'm like, oh, my God, he looks bigger than he's ever looked so far. Since his return to the gun, I'm like, that's just not right. <laughs> oh, yeah, does not surprise me. The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency said there was a potential violation stemming from his pre-UFC 200 drug test. That's all we know as of right now. There's not saying he is guilty, but there's a possible violation, whatever that means. To me, the guy's either guilty or is not. So it sounds like they said, hey, Dana, he could be guilty. How much money he got? (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it works now. (laughs) To me, it does. Uh, Well, whatever. Show them the money, huh? Um. I'm going to give my buddy Squirm Washington. He hasn't been active too much on Slack, if at all. He's been really tied up with some stuff. Giving him a shout-out here on the air. He's a tight end for D.C. He makes his debut tomorrow. Um, He went to the doctor's today with his daughter. Doctor walks in the room and says to Squirm, Hey, how you doing, Squirm? said, Hey, I'm doing good. His daughter out of nowhere looks at the doctor and says, My dad farted in the elevator on the way here. Oh, uh, yeah, just throw him under the bus. Uh, I just had to share that because I thought that shit was fucking hilarious when he told me. But uh, hopefully things get working out for him a little better where he can be a little bit more active. Guys are becoming a lot more active than they have been. And I think it's because the season's here. And the season's here, guys. The season's here. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing I laugh at us when I talk about this. The season's here, and our off season is nowhere near as long as the NFL. Mm-hmm. We act like it took forever. Should be, uh, should be interesting. Which is uh, Chris. He says, "I do not nor care. WWE is booty cheeks. Freaking booty cheeks." He says, besides AJ Styles, he's probably the best guy on the roster and Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, for a guy who thinks WWE is booty cheeks, he's aware of Brock, AJ Styles, and NXT all at the same time. I would say that you, Chris, are all up in those booty cheeks. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Who think, who think, what the hell, who think, okay, who do we think is going to win the NFC East? I know it's not going to be the Eagles, but Cowboys mess themselves up. Giants might do it. Washington might repeat. Okay. Uh, Alan's got to explain that one to me. I thought Nakamura was a flop. I mean, Raw itself is booty cheeks. Got him. <laughs> yes, I did. 
Chris is all up in those booty cheeks. Yes. Allen can oh, explain yeah. what he meant by Nakamura being a flop. And as for his NFC East thing, the Eagles are not as out of it as you think. They're just not. I'm not high on the Cowboys. Nowhere near, like most people think. Can't be. Haven't been. Everybody loves the O-line. Great. Defense. Eh. Everybody's high on, you know, Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott had the hype as the best running back in the draft, no question. But because he went to Dallas is why it's so, oh, my goodness gracious. If he went to a different team, the hype would not be nowhere near as mad as it is. So, yeah, Washington won the division last year, let's be honest, because the rest of the division was, in most of Chris's words, booty cheeks. That's what it was. Yeah. All right, Alan, I'm still waiting for your answer there. So the Eagles, besides Ertz, have no weapons. I'm being honest. How do you feel about that comment? They have no weapons in Philadelphia for the Eagles. What do you think of that comment? Um, He's talking about his own team here. They have no weapons. He might be right. I think he's absolutely insane. Okay. Let's be honest. Jordan Matthews is a product of his own problems. He can get that figured out, hopefully. Nelson Aguilar, as I said, I'm very high on him. I'm very high on him. Now, you add in veteran like Ruben Randall, okay, he's the kind of guy you can bring in to get a guy like Jordan Matthews on the right track. So right that right there improves him in itself. Okay, he says Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz might not even start over Brent Selleck for one. And that's fact. And anybody denies that is an idiot and might as well stop talking right now. Okay. Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, you know, Kenyon Barner. These are your running backs. And then you've got Wendell Smallwood and Cedric O'Neill in camp. You know, and Trey Burton at fullback is a guy not many people are going to talk about, and he's pretty good. Fact of the matter is, Josh Huff is the wide receiver of choice for me from the Eagles. Okay, I'm saying that now. Josh Huff. Yeah, I said that. Just remember that. But when you look at your division, and you look at the teams in your division, how they're built, how they're playing, if... Peterson and Frank Reich, Jim Schwartz, and Dave Fipp. That's the special teams coordinator, in case you didn't know, Chris. None of those guys are booty cheeks. This team has the potential to win the division. It does. And if you don't think it does, you're insane. And if a lot of people don't think that, they're insane. Because as a whole, this division is insane. This division is crazy, to be quite honest. Dallas is going to be the odds-on favorite to win it. And 95% of that is coming from Ezekiel Elliott. And again, I will say it, if he was not drafted by the Cowboys, he would not get so much goddamn hype, even though he deserves hype because he's good. Well, okay. like, I told, like I told you, I'm from, you know, everybody knows I'm from Ohio. I'm a huge Ohio State fan, and I love Zeke. But even I told Dougie, Hey, no, what's the way I'm giving this kid all this hype? 
Now and let's be honest. Play, he has not played one damn down in the NFL yet. Right, and be honest about him. I've seen, and everybody's seen, how many mock drafts where sometimes he was almost out of the top 15, 20. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys had a need. They took him, and because they took him, <gasps> now instantly he's this mega star. When I yep. think he's going to be okay, I think he'll be plenty good in the league. But my goodness, like you said, he's got to carry the ball in the NFL, and he's going to have to change some of his style to fit in the NFL. He's not going to be able to carry the workload for a season. He's not built for it. And then look at the guys around him. <laughs> I mean, why everybody's saying, oh, their running game's improved? Really? It has? They're going to be okay. But my fact, fact that I'm saying is the Eagles have a chance as long as their team is going to buy in to their new coaching staff. And I don't see why you don't buy into that staff. Just my opinion. All right. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. But if you're going to put me on the record and pick a, pick a winner for the division, I'm picking the Giants right here, right now. I'll pick the Giants. Yeah, Warrior J32 says he's from Dallas and he don't even like Ezekiel Elliott. He'd rather have uh, Alex Collins. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like it. Wow. I like how guys are pulling out names that not many people would talk about. I like that kind of stuff. I like it. I, I, wow. Collins is underrated. Yes. He is. He's very underrated. Unfortunately for him, he's going to be on a roster behind Thomas Rolls, Kristen Michael, C.J. Procise. Those guys are all going to get love before him, etc., etc. But, you know, he was 5'10", 217 pounds, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Only 21 years old. So, yeah. Uh, wow, I like it. You bust it out with Alex. I'm kind of speechless. That's pretty good stuff right there. Bust it out with a name. Mm-hmm. How many guys are going to talk about? Yes, yeah, so it should have stayed another year. Mr. Davis wants to know why uh, Josh Huff would be your wide receiver of choice. And I'll say this to an Eagles fan. If I have to explain to you why, you don't know shit about your own team. Bruh. Classic ESPN line. Come on, man. Let's be serious here. Let's be serious. This kid's small. He's 5'11", 206. If this is the kind of kid who had the size, he'd be dynamite. I mean, he was a three-year starter, a three-year starter at Oregon. He has explosive, explosion. I mean, he's a complete compact receiver with big speed, strong hands. The kid adjusts very well to the ball over either shoulder, which is really hard to do with a lot of NFL players today. Uh, he runs like a damn running back after the catch. He can break tackles with his legs because they're that damn strong. He's physical. He's competitive downfield, especially in the damn red zone. He's quick in and out on those breaks. Gives good efforts when he finishes plays. I mean, I can go on. Aggressive route runner. Good ball skills. They've just not had a quarterback to show the world what he's capable of. 
And I'll say it all the time. People always say, oh, he's only good because of the quarterback. Oh, he's only good because of the receivers. A quarterback can make receivers. A receiver can make a quarterback. It goes both ways. The reason why Josh Huff slipped in the draft where he did was because of his size, and that's it. 5'11", killed him. If he was 6'2", he'd have went much faster, much earlier in the draft. Just saying. Okay. And before we keep going here, do whatever we're doing, I'm going to tell everyone now, this is the inside football part of Inside inside the SFL. Inside football edition of Inside the SFL. Yeah, because we've done left the SFL, and we're going everywhere else now. So... Yeah. Feel free to ask uh, any questions, call in, do whatever you want. Yes, well, even talk about the Flintstones if you like. Uh, Yabba-dabba-doo. Uh, Alan wants to know if Carolina's going to fall apart because of a weak secondary. Yeah. With their overrated quarterback, too, and that's right, I said it. Overrated quarterback. MVP my ass. Uh-oh. Don't get him going, guys. Don't get him going. I'm serious, and I'm, I'm going to say this right here, right now, when it came to that. If you believed Cam Newton was the MVP of the league last year, you're a fucking idiot. And I worded it that way, and I apologize to all those who do not like this bad language. You're an idiot. You don't deserve to ever watch a football game again. You should go kill yourself. Because the guy is product of the system, huh? Yes. He may be the product of the system. There's no question about it. Anytime a guy has a stud season with one team, leaves to go to another team, we can all make that statement. He may be the product of a system. I agree with the statement. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. I, for one, always wanted to see Tom Brady leave New England because I, for one, think he's a product of the system. But then as he got better and better and things changed, it's like, shit, maybe I was wrong. But the guys who've played in that system have done well while he was injured, have gone on to be bust. So, who knows? Who knows? You know? <laughs> That's why, what the hell? Well, at, least all, you know, at least all you guys got somewhat decent teams to talk about. Man. Well, since you said this is the inside football edition, I want to say this to all you guys who are taking the time to discuss NFL. When we do this show next week with predictions and we have the opener, okay, our debut episode will take the air on Saturday, July 30th at 9 o'clock. I would like for everybody to call in and have the same type of excitement, enthusiasm about SFL teams, SFL players, uh, and all that stuff. Now, I know he just, he just now asked us, what do we think? What do we think? Of Santa Fe, did I see that right? Santa Fe, mm-hmm. the Gorillas having three having wide receivers. Three wide receivers. I think it's very wise, very very wise for a team like Santa Fe to have three wide receivers. I personally would not use the team build that they have, but considering what they're doing, I think it's a great build. When you got a bronze running back coming back with two gold receivers, takes a lot of stress off him. But I think they only have two. And then, of course, he's the third wide receiver at bronze, Chris Davis himself. I think that helps the running back because two wide receivers, you throw in the third one in a slot, spread the field, the bronze running back is instantly improved by himself, just like that. 
And then I think Miles Morales is a silver tight end, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I like it. Allen Allen says Santa Fe only has one linebacker. And Allen? Queen City only had one corner and won the championship, so. (laughs) That's the only thing I always think. I was the same way. I felt the same stuff. I would have been the same way Allen is right now. Had that not happened last year. I'd have been like, you know, well, hey. You know, when we're talking about Queen City, or not Queen City, uh, Santa Fe, what's the thought on their new defensive coordinator in Colin? What's he going to do with that team? He himself is the gold corner. He's got two silver safeties, and then he's got a trio, or uh, not a trio, two gold uh, bronze players, and Cesar Romeo, and I think it's Devin Cabrera as the linebacker. What's he going to do with his team? You know, that's a good thing. That's another question we're going to have on the episode to start the season on the 30th. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people have made the statement that the AI is afraid to throw the ball against a gold corner, even if it's a gold wide receiver. Well, when Santa Fe plays Carolina, that's two gold wide receivers against two gold corners. We'll see if that theory is accurate or not. I know some people believe it. I know some people don't. We'll find out that night real quick because that could be the night that Chris Davis lights it up for Santa Fe if it's true. It's going to be a fun, interesting first week, and I can't wait to get into that week when we break it all down and really get into it. So uh, I want to mention this about the SFL. We had such an influx of members that just came in out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It's a shame they all showed up shortly after the draft. Can you imagine if all these guys would have been in the draft? It would have been awesome. It should have been awesome. Mm-hmm. That said, will we, when this season's over, will we have enough new people joining the SFL to give us three rounds? Because how many guys just got signed this off season after the draft? If I'm not mistaken, I think the numbers would have pushed us into, what, seven or eight rounds? I think so. We'd have had to do what the NFL done. We were going to have to break that up into more than one night because the two, three rounds we did that night was two, three hours long as it was. I think it was three and a half. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a problem wants to know how many guys watched tonight since my chat was frozen all game. Right, Mr. Davis just said this is about 22. Around 22 people. Mm-hmm. No, I think there was more than 22 people that got picked up in the off season. No, no, that was who watched the game tonight. Oh, okay. My mistake. Hey, I have a problem. Couldn't see. He said he couldn't watch because it was messing up. Oh, he Chris is behind. He said, what did I say about lighting him up? I said the rumor has it that the AI, ignore the noise in the background, that the AI apparently from some people's perspective and thoughts are afraid to throw against gold corners, even if they're throwing the gold wide receivers. If that theory is correct, 
when Santa Fe plays Carolina, your player could be the one the AIs go on to all damn day for the Santa Fe passing game, and you should light it up if the theory is accurate. Wow. Well, that'd be something. <laughs> that, could, that, could be, that could be very interesting. Oh, he's thinking now because he just said, hmm. <laughs> yeah, hmm, he'll love it. That could be the game of his life. If Again, if the theory is correct, if the theory is accurate, it may be completely ludicrous. And Alan says, remember, though, all quarterbacks have a goal catch rating. And all right, I can't. I can't wait to get into all these teams. I can't wait to get into the uh, prediction special on the twenty-first, and then the thirtieth when we have the, the preview of Week One to, reco- to to preview opening night. Santa Fe's at Houston, Dallas is at NYC, and the game of the night is going to be Cleveland at Queen City. That's obviously the game I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to than the other two because my son, starting running back for Cleveland, one of my best friends, now co-owner and offensive coordinator, Stevie T. Diggs. So, yeah. Oh, and not to mention, my daughter will be sitting right next to me saying, come on, Green Queens, and that's her team, Queen City. So, so it'll be a nice oh, eventful yeah. thing. Why do we need to change his team name? <laughs> Say what? So Barkley changed that team name, man. We need to change it to the Green Queens. I just it's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, well. If you ask Alan, he refers to them as the Queen City Queer never mind. <laughs> and Alan knows yeah, he said it to me. Green beans. Why does he not like the uniform? You you guys who do not like the Queen City uniforms are freaking nuts. They're freaking, they're so yeah, they're different. They're so unique. They're gorgeous. Period. They're just good. And then, and then, and then you know, I'm biased to those colors. You know, because with our E-Fed days, I ran my Global Wrestling Alliance, and we were green and black. So, mm-hmm. good colors. Not quite that damn neon green, but hey, they were still green. Yeah. So, yeah. Christ, just speaking of colors and uniforms, I do wish we could wear our away uniforms all season. I just like our away uniforms more than our home ones. I said that during the game. Who was the greatest cornerback in SFL history? Considering I've been in the league for one season, I can't even fathom. I wouldn't even know who to say. And then I have no clue. Guys who've been around longer than me and you, they know how to say that better. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have no idea where to. Yeah, I want to do this. I'm going to ask a question to the chat since they're all in there. We've heard it mentioned before. I've heard guys say it, so I'm just going to ask it. It's just a random question. What? Jeez, go private the one. That sounds really weird. <sighs> What would you guys think if the league was capable of adding one more star player for not obviously not for this season, but for next season 
to our pants, should we then add it to silver and go three golds, five silvers, five bronze? Should we add it to the bronze and have another bronze? Or should we add it to the gold if we were able to get one more star player added to our team? What do you guys think of that possibility? Would you like to see one more star player added? And if we did, what tier? Or would you be against it? Alan is saying yes, one more bronze. AJ Pick 6 says that would be awesome. Chris Davis is saying bronze. I will say this while guys are chiming in on this. I mentioned this to you before. Uh, I said gold players can have five abilities. Silvers can have three. Bronze can have four. I would fit bronze and silver. I would let the silvers have four and the bronze have the three. But based on the way the cap is broke down and how money is spent, it works. Mm-hmm. After I told you that, I really looked at it. Now I'm against that statement. <laughs> I like how it's broke down and how it's done now based on the way money gets spent. I think it's pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. I thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know why I threw it out there, but I thought I would. So week one, I'm going to mention this games again, week one. I'm going to get the opinion in the chat. Do not pick your game, Chris. Do not pick your game, Alan, because you're in there. Pick one of the other ones. Santa Fe at Houston on SFLN3. Dallas at NYC on SFLN2. And Cleveland at Queen City on SFLN1, the game of the night. Of those games, which game are you more excited to see or which build or which situation, which uniform, anything that's got you the most interested that doesn't have anything to do with your team? You ready to go? What do you got, Ed? Sorry. Yawn in there. <laughs> well, while you yawn, I will tell you I'm more, I'm more excited for, obviously, my son making his debut. But I'm excited about Dallas. I want to see how four wide receivers work. Yeah, just, that's I'm what I was going to say. That. I want to see how. I want to see what he does with that. Very interested in that. But, yeah, Cleveland, Queen City's got my pick. I want to see what my boy can do. For those of you who were unaware, he was going to join the Sharks. Um, he had the option of coming in, being a corner, being a linebacker, being a safety being pretty much almost anything, uh, he could have traded. He, he could have replaced Elijah Bishop, but he had this statement and this attitude about him, where I am going to enter the league as a running back, and I'm going to be the better of the both running backs. I'm going to do better than my dad. Well, son, no, you're not. I'm telling everybody here on inside the SFL. Compared to me, you will suck. I'm the king of the stiff arm. As Cam put it during a game, the stiff arm extraordinaire. You thought what Parker did tonight was good, but then you must not have watched any games with me because that's all my guy knows how to do. He's not a carousel. He doesn't spin and spin and spin and spin. God, that's so frustrating. But, yeah, my son refused to play for Dad's team because he wanted to be a running back. And thanks to uh, Ronnie and the Vipers, they gave him a home. And now we'll see what he can do. Oh, I did not know that one. Should have been on the Crabs. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of a trade that somehow messed up. I forget the exact particulars about it. TJ was mentioning it, and I've seen it said before. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, if I went up against Mike Allstott, his team would not be in good hands with Allstott if I was on the other side. Yeah, it was the Piers reason. There you go. Yeah. He was going to join the Crabs. TJ was going to bring him in. Yeah. Nice. And things happen. Well, there's always next season. You're on a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, with Santa Fe. Maybe something will work out for you. You know, that's the nice thing about this league. All these owners are willing to bend over backwards, help each other out, help out players, help out everybody. You know, he's got, yeah, he's on a one-year deal over there. Uh, and I know TJ just signed uh, Mike Osei at Silver, uh, brought in Prince Escobar at Gold, but he carries three wide receivers. And Wayne Enzer's not a real person, if I'm not mistaken. So, boom, you could end up replacing Wayne Enzer in the next off season. So, you know, that's a shame. Right. <laughs> I gotta get off here shortly. I am freaking tired. Yep. I take my son to take my son to therapy this morning. Then we had we went shopping and all this other good stuff. So I'm a little wore out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, AJ pick six. Alan, I'm a problem. Frank, uh, the grand poopa was in there. Chris. Davis, I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody. I'm going to throw out their names one more time. Give them love for joining us, being a part of this. If you listen to the playback, thanks to you guys as well. Uh, we're halfway down with the training camp battles. we got four more to go. Four more to go. And the one's tomorrow. That's the next one. D.C., Cleveland, tomorrow. Before we hang this one up. What's your thoughts on that one? Ignore the generic playbook scenario we've talked about several times. What do you want to see in that one? Because you already know what I want to see. That's why I'm asking you. I mean, I, I have a lot of connections to that game. I'll say them real quick. Both the tight ends for D.C. are real-life friends of mine. Sporn Washington and Thomas W. Goodhart, both real-life friends of mine. Uh, Eric, which is Stevie T. Diggs, co-owner and coordinator for Cleveland. Son, starting running back, Cleveland. So the game's special to me for all those reasons, and I want to see what my people's players do, so to speak. What do you got? That's pretty much it. I want to see how, see all, uh, see how all your boys do. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stoked for it. So that game's tomorrow, so, ladies and gentlemen. Got to talk to and this and that, so yeah. Yeah. That's 7 Central, 8 Eastern, tomorrow. Then the next one will be Tuesday the 19th. Houston at Minneapolis. Wednesday the 20th, again, my birthday, Santa Fe at Tallahassee. And Thursday the 21st, Carolina at Baltimore. And that's the night we will hit the air again on a Thursday night following the Baltimore-Carolina game where we will give our predictions. Between now and that night, Ed and I will be working on our own predictions, not together. We will both present our own separate predictions. And whatever happens in that game may change something, so we're going to have to Work our predictions real fast, and then that game ends before we hit the air. But the inside the SFL, we'll hit the air in less than five minutes of that game coming to a conclusion that night before we hit our scheduled airtime, which will be our home for the season, unless things change, and it's going to be a Saturday, and that's because we do games on Wednesday. So inside the SFL is moving from Wednesdays to Saturday nights and is going up an hour. They will be airing at 9 Eastern instead of 10 Eastern. And you can expect some several, several, several lunchtime with us specials. 
We plan on doing as many of those as possible during the week. We figure if guys like Mike and Mike can hit the air every day from 6 to 10 in the morning, we can too. And uh, although they have a fat guy and a skinny guy, we don't. Got two fat guys. That's what we're on. <laughs> that means we're twice as good. But, uh, I want, yeah. But, uh, that's the plan. That's the agenda. But, that's what we're hoping to do. I, I will say, since I just happened to see it there, to Mr. Davis, he says we got to have an NFL edition uh, sometime. Yeah, we might just have to do that. We could. Ed and I have talked about possibly bringing back our old talk show, uh, the Sports Lounge with Big Dog and Joker. Uh, if you want that link to our old shows, let me know. Uh, Chris, I'll send you the link to our website, and you can uh, check out some of our old shows where we actually did interviews with real wrestlers in the past because uh, I work with what was then Lancaster Championship Wrestling, which is now Keystone Pro Wrestling. Here where I'm at, you know, interviewed the owner, Mark Hazel, who's the Red Scorpion, who wrestles for Ring of Honor a lot now. Uh, Lewis G. Rich, who's now the current heavyweight champion with Keystone Pro. Uh, he's been on the show. So we talked about sports. We covered college football and everything. Didn't we get Chance Prophet to come in on there too one time? Uh, no, I, you talked to Chance Prophet uh, on your own on one show you did way back when we were still doing EFED. I couldn't remember if that's what it was or if it was on the sports line. So yeah, you know, I never did, never did get to hear that. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a good interview. Yeah. West Virginia, so. I will send you that link as soon as I can, Chris, since you asked for it. Uh, it'll be tonight. Don't worry. I'll send it to you tonight. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, we want to do some more lunchtime specials. We're going to be on the air Saturday. I'll let you guys know now. If for some reason Saturday don't work out because we both have family. Kids may be away. Kids may be loud. Kids may be out of control and might, in a sense, Ruin our capability of doing the show properly and as professionally as possible because just since we're far from professional because we're nuts, uh, we're going to do our make best. us better than everybody else because we just don't give a damn. Yeah. Chris, I've already sent you the link, by the way. Uh, that being I get that pretty quick, but that being said, we might have to do shows more during the week, during the day, which is not our goal. It's not our agenda, it's not our plan, but we're going to see what we can do and we're going to come up with what we can come up with. And maybe the Big Dog and Joker Sports Lounge can come back during the week. We can talk about shows. Maybe we'll do those shows on demand, if you will. When guys want to talk about something, we'll get it on there. We used to use that blog talk for that, so we'll have to change our our station for that one. Mm -hmm. And you might have to host the show, who knows. (laughs) Cool. Oh, Wayne Inzer is actually Mighty RX. Good, Casey. I did not know that. TJ must have been listening. He sent me a message. Wow. wow. So he's an actual person. Probably did. Yeah. He's the, also the assistant defensive coordinator. I think the Crabs are the only team in the league that have owner, coordinators, presidents, water boys, uh, assistants to the assistant to the assistant. Uh, assistant wives and all that stuff. I think they're the only team that has all that stuff going on. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they got the uh, offensive coordinator, which is Mike. 
They just drafted Lee Oldfield, who's heavy hitter. He's the team president. He's another Eagles fan, so that's his first problem. Uh, you know, they got a former owner on their team that's now playing tight end and daily holder. So, yeah, this is a team that's got all kinds of, I don't know what term to use, but I think you guys know where I was trying to go with that. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's good stuff. People, people, people miss their old radio show. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put the I'll put that link here too, so you guys can see it. This is, uh, this is the link to our and it's called uh, Sports Lounge Radio with uh, Big Dog and Joker. That was me and Ed. We used to do that. Those shows are like three years old, I think, maybe even older. But uh, wow, yeah, it is. I just looked. Holy smokes! Wow, three years. No, what the. What they really need to listen to is all the old GWA radio shows. You bet you didn't have those. <laughs> yeah, they were two years old. Okay, they were two years. Yeah, we are our first episode. We discussed the 2014 BCS championship game between Auburn and Florida State. Wow. You know anything I didn't like about those shows is we were using yeah. blog talk. And we had to cut our shows short of half, I mean, within a half hour because of the wolves. Yeah. If we were on talk show, who knows how long we'd have lasted. But, uh, yeah, so we've covered a lot. We've gone all over the place. We've jumped off the mat. We're freaking insane. We have no idea what's going on half the time. We have no We have no agenda. We have no script because we're just mental. But, uh, well, we're hoping said, to change that once the season starts. Yeah. We're going to try and see if we can have an actual structure to the show come then. But uh, next show will be Thursday, the 21st. I'm saying that again here. Thursday, the 21st, following the Carolina-Baltimore game prediction special. Who will send us predictions? Who will get on the air and leave their predictions? I asked for this before when we were going to do a prediction special about two, three weeks ago, and not one person bothered. So the guys don't have enough care to put together predictions or they just didn't know yet because they didn't put in the work yet or whatever the case may be but let's have predictions that night call them in or send them to us I'll reveal them on the air uh, and I'm thinking about doing this and I'll, I said this before, I'm thinking about doing this the NCAA has a top 25 and that's based on obviously media votes and coach votes and this that and the other and they put the players, or the teams in order first to 25 and if you get a first place vote, it's worth 25 points. If you get a last place vote in the top 25, it's one point. I'm thinking about putting together a poll like that for the SFL and putting all 16 teams on it based on opinion. Now, the only problem with this is I'm afraid some of you, because you show it, with depending on the circumstance, you're biased towards your team. That's why I'm afraid to do this, because I don't know if guys can be honest, be real about it, or they're always, oh, I play for such and such a team. I'm going to put my team number one on the list. I'm going to put my team number one on the list because it's my team. But if we can get enough people to be real, to be serious, to be honest about this, I want to do a our version of the NCAA Top 25, but it will be the SFL Big 16, if you will, and we will rank everybody in order 1 to 16 based on a collective voting agreement. 
just for fun. It gives us one more thing to look at, to test, to check out, you know, as an overall opinion. If you can be fair, if you can be honest, if you can do that legitimately without being a biased little cheater, please contact me and I will add you to the committee, so to speak. And each week, after all eight games are played, we will submit our votes, again, 1 through 16. I will tally the overall totals, and then I will reveal a top 16 in order based on votes. And I will even include in parentheses which teams have received the most number one votes. Uh, will we be doing a pick I think that's what Alan's asking. Are we doing an SFL pick this year? I have no idea if we are or not. So maybe we'll bring that up in the daily discussion or something. We'll see if somebody wants to do it. I don't know if I have enough time to do it now that I'm owning a team and football season for real is, the, is during this season because I have games on Friday night for real in high school or whatever. But if somebody wants to do it and help me do it, maybe I can help out a little bit. But do that whole thing myself, unlikely, especially when I want to put together this top 16 thing too. I don't know if anybody likes that idea or not. What do you think of that idea, Ed? Oh, I like it. So, yeah, I just want to see what guys think, and I want to put together a top 16 preseason poll, too, if we do it. And obviously that's going to be more of an opinion rather than factual because it's just guys mm-hmm. honest. Yes. So, but, uh, yeah, so I guess we might as well uh, put this episode to bed and get ready for the 21st because that will be the next show. Cool. And that one, again, will follow right after the season. Or the season, right after the game, Carolina-Baltimore. When that game ends, within five minutes, we'll hit the air like we did tonight. So uh, if you got anything else to add, chime in with, whatever. You know, and then, like I said, we'll put this one to sleep, and we'll get ready for that one in four or five days. Well, that's it. Just, uh, just huh? like I said, for saying the whole show, just remember, guys, these are just scrimmages. They're generic playbooks, so don't freak yep. out if your guy sucks. Or don't go nuts <laughs> if your guy has a hell of a game. Because yeah. well, it may not happen in the season. Just relax. That's why I'm kind of like, what the hell? And I saw the way Macho Fog played tonight. Because I won't, I won't deny it. I haven't seen that at all in my Sims. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that's been. That has me kind of, hmm. I don't know if I should be excited or what. So, <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, again, all those guys who were in the chat, thanks, guys who partook in the chat had questions, had whatever, we appreciate it. Uh, to all the guys who listen to Playback again, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks, AJ. You said great show, guys. Um, all right, thank you. Yeah, please message me on Slack if you want to be a part of that voting committee. I'd like to get at least ten people who would be serious about voting. Uh, and I was thinking maybe two or three guys from each division. I was really thinking about doing another option was to just ask the owners but I think the players and other coaches should be involved as well. You know, let them have things to be involved in as well, not just owners all the time. So if you want in on it, message me sooner than later, because if I get enough love for it, I'll be sure to do it just for something to do. So, all right, for Ed, I'm Doug. We appreciate it, and good night. Good night. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.